Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. It's Trina Mari here. Aoife Lee is with us. She is a, a coach when it comes to parenting and uh, the website is parentsupport.ie. Now, Aoife, you're very welcome to the show. I want to talk to you today about the pros and cons of parenting courses because I think I think many, many years ago it was a real American thing to do, to go on a parenting course. But I know for a fact there are so many people that I even know who are now going in the, on these courses and finding them very beneficial but there's still almost a stigma attached to it would it be right yeah Trina thanks a million for having me on it's lovely to chat parenting courses yeah I mean but when I think uh, back you know to my parents when we were growing up there was mention of parenting courses but now these days there's so much content and advice and resources out there that it can sometimes feel a little bit overwhelming. So, you know, there are lots of pros to parenting courses. And then I think for some people, they feel like it's, you know, putting your hand up to admit you're finding things tough, you you need that extra help. But what I would say is, and as a parent coach and, and supporting hundreds of families over the last 20 odd years, we're all in a similar boat. And, and as a parent myself, you know, I totally understand how busy and challenging family life can be and so many of us are you know trying to keep things ticking over that we're all you know you're not on your own and um, if anything it really is, it signifies that if you are finding things tough it's okay to ask for help yeah and it doesn't it's mean that you're a crap parent in any way absolutely you know not what I mean? but years ago you were sent on a parenting course because your child was out of control and you didn't know yeah. what to do but that's not really it anymore no I mean look realistically you're always going to have there will be always people that will you know judge and will kind of look on another person's situation and maybe remark on it but at the end of the day, you know, you know, and again, interesting, being a parent myself and, and working with families, the same worries, concerns and challenges come up for so many. Mm. And, you know, like I said, you can often feel like we're on our own when it's not the case. And we have to, it is important to highlight that every family situation is different. You know, whether you are a single parent, whether you're co-parenting, whether you're part of a blended family, there are so many diverse situations and family units that it is important that we are more open-minded and appreciate that there's always going to be something going on for each and every one of us just we're not always shouting about it yeah. um, and at and the different ages as well that's it you yeah, think you've gotten um, over one point and then the next thing happens and that's that can determine what kind of help and support you need that can often as well depend on the kind of course you take for the most part, you know, a lot of courses will vary. It depends on the organisation, the company, uh, maybe the charity, government services, you know, whether they are paid, free, whether they are groups that you attend in person or sessions online. And the length of time, the parenting approach and the age, the age it covers will all determine what you decide to go for and what you feel comfortable in. Sometimes it can take researching and, and picking what works best for you because we'll all have to be different parenting styles and, and different values that we hold. And that's where not all courses will suit everybody. It's just what will work for you and your family. That's, that's what's important. Yeah. So what kinds of things are covered then? Say if you, you started doing one of these parenting courses, I mean, where does it even start? What do they, what do they talk about? Yeah, well, they can be, they can be very varied and it depending on what kind of support you're looking for. But from a generic point of view, and I suppose I can't speak on behalf of all programs, but what can be really helpful when you're looking for um, a parenting course is 
what are your problem areas? What are your challenges? And for a lot, they can help you understand uh, your child's behaviour from a developmental point of view, the age they're at, what kind of is quite typical behaviours, um, highlighting maybe what might be going on at home, what might be going on in school and their environment that might be influencing those behaviours. So it, it, it's a really good start to get a sense as to understanding where these behaviours and challenges are, are coming from, mm-hmm. reflecting on our own parenting styles, of course. And um, again, they come in lots of, of means, focusing on building the relationship and the connection with your child. And that's often the basis of where we, we start from and um, how we can approach their behaviours, supporting the positive behaviours because often we come in we want to firefight or we go into this mode of survival where it's fight or flight with the kids and you're trying to figure out ways of trying lots of different things so it's often helpful to find out whether they, they look at the different approaches on how to cope with certain scenarios and then what the big part of it is creating boundaries, managing expectations, you know do you have your own family rules? What are the expectations? And are you communicating with the kids? Are you communicating with the other adults at home? And they will all, again, impact the value you get out of a course. And obviously then the length of time it will take and, and whether that will suit you as well. But yeah. there's a lot to cover. And it like that, it's looking at what would what would work best for you and what's doable and realistic yeah, for you. I mean, realistically, this could be, you could do a different topic every week in the show about the different problems that parents encounter. Um, do you find as well, Aoife, that sometimes the parents aren't on the same page? So you might have good cop, bad cop. It's difficult to resolve things when you're not kind of both treating the child the same way. On the same page, yeah. yeah. And, and just kind of going back to different parenting styles. While we hear the phrase being on the same page or singing the same hymn sheet, that is all well and good. But often how we parent and how we approach things and our parenting styles can be reflective of how we were parented ourselves. And there are four different types. There's authoritative, there's authoritarian, permissive and uninvolved. And, and like you said, it can be reflective of our own childhood. And when we meet when we decide to have kids, we don't necessarily talk about, you know, how we would approach situations, particularly when the child hasn't even arrived yet. But it's over the course of time that we really learn how both or whoever the adults are in the child's life, how you communicate and how you do with, with situations. So it's helpful to agree on certain approaches. And that often means communicating and looking at, right, what's actually really effective here? What's not working and how do we need to solve this together? That being said, you are going to have times where one parent is softer than the other. One is more strict or more kind of black and white and that's what we're doing. And it can cause conflict. It can create some sparks among the adults, but it is key at the end of the day to try and come to some resolve. And often, again, on the offset of that, kids can see when adults are in conflict. They pick up on that and they can play adults one off the other as well. So they're cute, it's just aren't they? mindful. They're cute, yeah. Oh, they're very cute. <laughs> I'm three myself. I know all about it. <laughs> the emotional blackmail and all. But daddy wouldn't make me do that or, you know, this yeah. kind of thing. And you know what? It's okay to check in. Like, Sometimes when things are getting quite challenging, let's say there's lots of rows over screens and devices, we know whether it's older kids and them coming in late in the evening, whether it's about homework, 
helping around the house. These are all about the expectations we set. If we don't know roughly what the family rules are, and, and they can be very natural and very much part of, of the household and, and the, the day-to-day running of the house, if we don't know what they are, the kids aren't going to know. So if there's a lot of confusion and a lot of pushing of boundaries, which is very normal, then it's going to be quite confusing and there'll be a lot of grey areas. So if we can't sit down initially with the adults, and again, we might be co-parenting or you might be parenting, you know, your partner's kids as well, which does come with challenges too. But if we have some sense as to how we want to approach something and we give it a go, that can be a lot more helpful than just constantly fighting over who said what and who's agreeable and who's not. But we are going to go through challenging times, whether your kids are toddlers, right up to teenagers and young adults. No matter what, we are all going to be tested along the way. And it's okay to stop and think, right, what do we need to do here? Whether it is seek out a service or a parenting course, or else can we resolve this between ourselves and how, you know, how realistic is it? And the kids actually feel a lot better when the adults have more of a plan. Do you know, I've been so lucky, Aoife. My little one's six and a half and she's, I feel terrible saying this, but she's an actual dream. She's the dream child, never gives me moments trouble. And I wonder, yeah. is, it, is it going to be the teenage years? <laughs> it's going it's to be coming. down the line. It's coming. <laughs> no, but you know what though? Like that, all stages will, will have different challenges. And while some kids will struggle with communicating these difficulties, whether it be in school or with their pals or at home, it can often determine how they process this through behaviours. Other kids will wear their heart in their sleeve and they're very quick to talk to the adults and express their feelings. And that can sometimes be a little bit easier because they're getting it off their chest if there is that space. That being said, you could go five or six years down the line and things may change because they're at a different stage of their development and maybe they're influenced with their peers or maybe dynamics or things have changed at home. So you just, there's never a guarantee. Um but you know, it, so be it's, it's ready always, for it. Be ready yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, but that's a. It's, it's important that there will be lots of advice out there. I would always say to my, you know, clients that there's no right or wrong. It's what holds what's important to you, as long as the kids are feeling safe and happy, and that you're happy with how you're communicating. And we're all going to have different waves. That we're going to be pushed up against different scenarios. But it's about feeling somewhat confident in, you know, what this feels right or this doesn't feel right um, and it's making that call for yourselves as a family and for your kids you know yeah do kids still get grounded these days Aoife is that a thing still oh um grounded some people refer to it as time out that's actually probably an approach I wouldn't particularly agree with um more so I think it's more time out for, for the adults but often with younger kids if you are trying to establish or insist on time out nine times out of ten it's not as effective as we'd like it to be because we're trying to remove a child from maybe a certain situation send them up to their room or the bottom of the stairs and more often than that they're back in asking when is it time to come out or come off the step I don't believe there's a learning in that but what I often recommend is looking at like a quiet space or stepping away from a child when things do become quite difficult, offering your support, but that it's the first point of call isn't to frog march them up the stairs to their room. Of course, using consequences, both for positive behaviour as well as negative behaviour. Um, and that's something that I they cover my own online course, but they can be really effective. But the key is that they're relatively associated with the situation of the behaviour in hand. 
that they're immediate or in and around when the situation has occurred and that we follow through. And that's something that we get caught up in a lot and that's often the feedback is, well, consequences don't work in our house. And because we might put a warning five or six times, the kids stop believing what we're saying, whether it is TV's going off and yeah. then they're fighting and fighting. You need to be serious about it. Yeah, and, and often it's, it's actions speak louder than words and that's the follow through. But I know it's not easy. And if we are very overwhelmed, if we are burnt out and wrecked, tired, it's very hard to maintain that tolerance level. And that's where we often will fire out, pocket money's gone, you're not going to that birthday party, I'm taking your phone off and your gaming device. And before you know it, Everything is gone. So it's trying to get something realistic and in the moment. But if you say to them, you're not going to that birthday party, you do need to follow through. I wouldn't use that as a consequence. Would you Um, not? I would, no. um, And only because for some kids, maybe, you know, maybe they struggle socially or maybe they struggle in school or maybe they don't have many friends. So the birthday party is their real opportunity connect with our kids or again depending on what's going on but what I often then suggest is when we're looking at consequences is to look at what your child cares about in a way whether it is a sibling fighting over the telly whether it is right telly's going off and give that one warning if they're still fighting about it telly goes off maybe it is removing a phone but just for a short period or a gaming device not right that's gone for the whole week it's looking at a shorter period and if it's a row over the phone or a, a gaming device that it may be removed for a period of time. Or for example, if your child, try, you know, you're trying to encourage them to come off the gaming device and the row's over, the consequence is that the next time they may lose out on that extra half hour. I'm sure some people doing the courses feel like that as well. The answers they're getting are obvious, too obvious almost. I would always say never underestimate new learning or bringing awareness into a situation because a lot of the support and content I would put out or support families on, a lot of it is down to the basics and the basics work. Sometimes when we are firefighting or looking for a solution, we're kind of thinking big and we're thinking beyond maybe what's realistic or that this must mean something really big to approach. Often it is actually pairing it back to the basics. And I often hear the lines of God, it is actually just the simplest things. And it's a great reminder like that. There's so much on social media now or on the TV, on the radio, like the chats we're having today. Mm. And often it's the little changes and those small adjustments can actually make quite a significant difference. And, you know, I've mentioned in the interview already about following through and being consistent and persevering. They, you know, really stand tall when we are parenting because like anything, if we want to stick with something or we want to try and maybe create new habits or maintain new habits that will come part of the furniture, they can be really strong in how we approach things and and like how we persevere. And for the kids, they are relying on us to support them in that. So while some approaches and techniques can be quite simple, they are very effective and it's no reflection on, God, I should know this stuff because my youngest is 16, of a 12 and a 15 year old. I am still learning. There's always going to be stuff and don't kind of look past what, what could be potentially in front of you. And again, simple can often be the answer. 
Do parents feel quite guilty that they're working long hours and they maybe they're not there, you know, for the school pickup or to do the homework or whatever, and it's it's in the hands of child minders and stuff. And they, sometimes they feel like, yeah. God, if I, if I was home more, maybe the behaviour would be better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I work with a lot of working families as part of kind of their wellness, well-being programmes in the workplace. And a lot of families would experience and talk about those feelings of guilt and schedules can be hectic, whether they're traveling, whether they're literally scrambling out the door in the mornings and trying to make the most of those evenings, and particularly when our children are younger. And they are kind of quite dependent on that connection in the evening times. There could be chaos at bedtime. Um, and then for our older kids, while we see them independent and heading off with their pals, they still need us as well. So we can give ourselves a very hard time when, God, I wish I was here more. So again, I always share that some things like working and, and again, depending on the nature of our job, will require our time and our commitment. And it's what pays the bills for most of us. You know, it's not necessarily a choice we have, but it's looking at, well, what can I influence here within my family life? Is it that I incorporate a bit of quality time with the kids in the evening time? Whether that be like 10 minutes, you know, inclusive bedtime. Is it that, you know what, let's create a bit of family time at the weekends when the pressure's off and we're not frantic running from A to B. Or if there is a child at home that is struggling more so maybe than the siblings, to take that child out for an hour thinking, right, what do you fancy doing? What would you, me and you together, it can be as simple as you like. And it's essentially kind of filling their cup up with your positive attention and that connection. And even just those little things, again, can ease our own conscience, but also, you know, help and support the kids that at times might be struggling a little bit too. Yeah. And a good one as well is, I guess, you know, when you are at home to really be at home and to not be on your phone all the time or taking work calls or whatever, to really just try and be at home, you know, I know. thinking about work. Yeah. And it is about managing expectations. I know for a lot of families, they have to log on at night and they're exhausted and they, they might be working from home. So they're trying to navigate you know, when the kids get in and how, how they manage that. So it's adjusting our own mindset, mindset and managing our expectations and, you know, knowing what's priority, what's not. And when we've got our parenting hat on versus our work hat on. And again, that will be, be different for, for each and every everyone. But um, I tell you, this parenting crack isn't uh, <laughs> can often be tricky, not plain sailing. We all have our own fair share. And, you know, without a doubt, nobody is on their own. Um, and and you think, important. do you know what it is, Aoife? You look at other people at the school or whatever and you think they have their you-know-what together and and mm-hmm. then you realise, actually, if you get talking to them, you realise, no, we don't at all. You think yeah. they have, you know, everything sorted and they're so organised, their home is beautiful and their child is, a pe- like, and they're doing all the activities and all that. And then you realise, actually, it's chaos in their home as well. You don't know what's going on in someone else's house and uh, the focus is what works for us. What's a challenge? What do we need to start changing up? And, you know, remembering it's okay to ask for help, you know. Aoife Lee there from parentsupport.ie. You're on social media as well? Yeah, LinkedIn at Aoife Lee and also Instagram at parentsupport. You'll find me there. Fabulous parent support. Do have a look. Thanks so much, Aoife. We'll chat again. It's Ireland. Thanks, Trina. It's Radio.